So let's just pray uh, before we begin Ephesians 2, 14 through 18. Father, thank you again for tonight, uh, a safe environment that we can be in and, and, and just hang out and socialize with each other and, and, and a time that we can um, learn from your word. And I know um, sometimes this is not necessarily the most exciting part of, of youth group, but I just pray a lot that you would uh, just help us to uh, be focused and attentive and, and just see what you are saying through your word here in Ephesians. And um, just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Help me as I present it and uh, pray that it will be clear. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 So Ephesians 2, 14 through 18, uh, you know, the title I have for this is Jesus Christ is our peace, and we'll see that uh, throughout these verses uh, in, uh, in Ephesians 2, 14 through 18. And, and the whole thing behind that is how, uh, for us to see how, you know, Jesus brought two different nations, or I should say more accurately, two different people, right? And, and we'll see, like, how he through how Jesus was able to bring two different people into one body, all right? And we'll, and we'll see what that's all about, because that seems sort of strange, you know? It's like two different people into one, you know, where they all mesh together, you know? Um, so we'll see how, how he works that all out. And, and just the importance of how Jesus himself reconciles us to God. Now, who, for just... Uh, interaction, reconcile. When you have the word reconcile, who who has a working definition for the word reconcile? Do we, do we have that? No. Do we have that? Oh, okay. Lord? To make peace. Yeah, to make peace. To make, now, to make peace between... Like what? What is what is what? Is, what kind of peace is being made? Sure. Between two people, good. And what is the reason why there has to be reconciliation? Like why is why would there need to be a cause for reconciliation between, let's say, two people? Of course, it can be between multiple people, but at a minimum, two people. What would be the cause? Fight? Okay. Let's break that down a little bit. What? Disagreement? Okay. Okay, broken friendship, right? We're definitely heating up, alright? So if there is, if there is a, a broken friendship between two people, right? Whether it's from a fight or it's a disagreement, right? Because each context is different. Of course, we know for the context, when it comes to God and mankind, it's sin, right? Uh, reconciliation is needed, okay? And we, although we can on this level reconcile with each other, in which we should, right? Because uh, the reconciliation that we have experienced through Christ should be an example for us, particularly for us and here who are believers, to model, not model, but to to follow that model as Jesus has been a reconciliation for us to God. Okay, and we should do it the same uh, 
amongst our friends and peers as well. So if you have someone that did you wrong, they said something about you, they talk behind your back, right? Or, you know, they did something at school, or they stole your boyfriend, or they stole your girlfriend, or, you know, they tweeted about you somewhere, or they put you up on blast somewhere, you know? Whatever, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's a great opportunity, as difficult as it is, a great opportunity for you to pursue reconciliation with that person or those group of people, okay? And so we'll see some of that here in Ephesians 2, 14 through 18. Um, verse 14. Now I'll try to abbreviate this uh, for the sake of time. Verse 14 reads, For Christ himself, yeah, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews. Who were the Jews? God's chosen people. Now, why did God choose the Jews? Because they were like, they were upright, right? They were like obedient. They were generally good people, right? They, they washed themselves, so they smell good. And God's like, hey, you guys smell good. I'm going to choose you. Like, why did he, why did he choose the Jews? What was like so special about the Jews? They have they, they, they have potential. Was there anything special about the Jews? Was there anything special about the Jews that made God choose them? What? What? They. they Wait, wait, one, one person at a time. Raise your hand. One person, one person. Joey. They were, okay, they were different from the Gentiles. Why? Why were they, why were they, why were they different from the Gentiles? Okay, but see, we, we have to back up. One, 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 I don't know. What do you say? Covenant. Okay, but even before the covenant. Like, was there anything special about the Israelites? Was there anything special about them that God looked down and said, you know what? Whoa, okay, I'm going to, they're doing this thing, so this is why I'm going to choose them. Was there anything special? Okay, they're just not, right? So, 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 so listen, listen carefully. So why did God choose the, the Jews? Why did he choose to have a covenant with the Jews? What was that? Yeah, say it again. <laughs> Guys, listen, 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 listen. No, you said you said something before that. You see, jo, J, Jamie, Jody. What? No, before that, you you said it because Evan. <laughs> God created everyone. Alright. Well, she said it, but she, she ran to something else because he wanted to. I mean, he, he chose the Jews because he wanted to. It wasn't 
It wasn't anything that they did. It wasn't that they were good enough. It wasn't that they met God's standards, right? Okay. He chose to have a covenant with them because he wanted to. Okay? And, and when he chose them, he gave them specific instructions, guidelines, laws, so that they can even further distinguish themselves from the other nations. Okay? So, 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 so remember, it wasn't anything they, they did deserving of, of, of God's choosing. Um, just like all mankind uh, 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 in the world, right? The Roman says, all have fallen short of the glory of God. So there's nothing that we can do to deserve uh, his choosing, to deserve his compassion, his mercy. Okay? So, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles. And Gentiles are basically who? All the other nations, right? Bahamians, Bahamians, Germans, everyone. Americans, Jamaicans, Haitians, Cubans, everyone. Europeans, right? Gentiles. Gentiles. So if I come to you and I be like, you're a Gentile? Gen- then you are. Because we're all. We're all Gentile. I'm a Gentile. Actually, technically, no, I won't say that because I don't want to confuse anyone, you know. Because I could, you know, be like a, a kind of Jewish. I'm kind of Jewish. But anyway, I won't go there. All right. So, okay, let's get back to verse 14. Whew. Thank you for your contribution earlier. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross he broke down the wall of hostility uh, that separated us. Right? So there's a lot of things that he united the Jews into one people. How did he do that? How did he united the Jews and the Gentiles into one people? What did he have to do? It's a line below. What did he have to do? He united the Jews and the Gentiles into one people. How? When? Okay, when his own body on the cross. Okay, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. All right? So, so no longer should there be a divide amongst God's people. Okay? It shouldn't matter what race, it shouldn't matter what social background, it shouldn't matter what financial status uh, there is. You know, if we're all God's people, there shouldn't be a divide between us. Okay? Hey, William. Right? There shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a divide. Okay? Whether a person is a Bahamian, whether they're from Eleuthera, or whether they're from Long Island, or whether the person is a Haitian, whether the person is Jamaican, whether the person is an American, wherever it is, right? We're all one people as God has united through his own body on the cross. There shouldn't be a division, but you know what? There are divisions, right? They're, you know, right? Oh, no. Are we all like big, happy Christians? We, we just love each other all the time and we bring over... All right? Christians. Christians. I'm referring to Christians, not... Right? So, so let's see. Verse 14. So I'm just... Uh, wait, actually, before we get to that, I don't want to skip too much. All right, verse... 
Right, oh, one thing I want to mention right here, where it says peace, and that peace there, you know, that, that's like harmony, okay, in the original languages, you know, so we ought to, as I know, as difficult as it is for you to, for Peyton to get along with William, as difficult, as difficult as that is, right, there should be harmony between Peyton and William, right, there should be harmony between Jared and Sean, and Joey, right? There should be harmony between Carrie and Amber, right? There, you know, there's supposed to be harmony there, right? Okay? Um, supposed to be harmony between Chris and myself, but sometimes it don't happen. Chris gets on my nerve and, and there's only so much on that friendship account, you know? So, right? But there should be harmony. Uh, verse, verse 15. Verse 15. All right. So verse 15. He did this by ending and again, he did, talking again how he brought about unity with the Jews and the Gentiles. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace again. And you'll see peace here like at least four times. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Does anyone understand that? Okay. He did this by... Yeah, yeah, that watch... Yeah, it's just a watch. It tells the time. It ticks. And it's black. Bam. All right. So, the system and laws, just to break down this part right here, right? System, laws, and all that stuff. That's referring to the Jewish law that he... That God gave the Jewish people. Okay, He gave them specific laws for well, how to, when it comes to um, offering sacrifices, when it comes to being clean, when it comes to what food to eat, how to eat, when it comes to how they ought to interact with each other, and also um, the other nations as well. Right. So he was referring to um, the law that was given to the Jews, which was given to the Jews so that they could separate themselves from the other nations. Right. Uh, but those laws was really like a foreshadowing, and, and that means a uh, uh, an event that happens for a future event to fulfill what has happened. Okay, all right. So, so that's what you know. A lot of the laws, a, a lot of the the guidelines that were given to the Jews uh, was a foreshadowing of the coming Messiah, who would then fulfill all the law in his life, his death, and his resurrection, okay? Uh, particularly if they would receive and accept the Messiah, they wouldn't have to worry about, man, i got to sacrifice this amount, this amount of dollars for this sin, gotta, this is how i got to do this. You know, it was like a foreshadowing. And so he said, by ending the system of the law with his commandments and regulations, he made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people, from two groups, all right? And that people, who, who, who are those people called now? Christians. Why are they called Christians? Because what? They have Christ in their lives. How do they get, how do they get Christ in their lives? Did they like inject them like Christ juice? Was there like a Christ syringe? How do they, how do they, how, you like some, yeah? How, so how did, how did they get, you're good. You 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 you're on the path. But how do they? How do how do 
Christians get Christ in their lives? They accept. Okay, what? What? What do they accept? What, Jody? They accept Christ in his heart and in their hearts. Okay. Because um, what? What did Jesus come to do? To save who? Who's us? Mankind. All right. All right. Okay. And how did he? How did he accomplish that? We saw that in verse fourteen. How did he accomplish that? He died on the cross, right? Now, did he just die, and was that it? All right. So, so verse fifteen is saying, through all that, Jesus created in Himself one new people, uh, who we refer to as Christians today, from two groups: the Jews uh, and the Gentiles. Um, let's look at verse sixteen. Verse 16 says, Together, as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God. Now, who reconciled both groups to God? What about, the, what about Pastor Lee? Did Pastor Lee rec- No? He was, he was, he was, he was, he was what about, um, what about Billy Graham? You guys even know who Billy Graham is? Okay. Okay. So, what about someone who was really good? Like they, like they, they were just really good. Did they reconcile? Right. Okay. So, who's the only person who can reconcile us to God? Christ. All right. By means of His what? Death on the cross, and our hostility towards each other was put to what? Was put to death. Now. What does that mean that our hostility, because of what, wait, let's wait, before, because of what Christ did, right, he reconciled both groups to God by means of his death. Now, what does it mean that our hostility toward each other was put to death? What, is the, what does that mean? Wait, just raise, raise one person at a time, one person. Cody, no, not Cody, Justin. Have you already said Yeah, but what what does it mean though? I mean, not just hostility. What does that phrase "our hostility toward each other" was put to death? Our hatred. Okay. And what and what causes hatred? Jealousy of what? Let's let's you know. Let's just bring it to application. Like what? Items. Okay. So, so sometimes jealousy. What else can cause hostility between two different people who ought to be as one? What can? What? What? What are some other examples of hostility? What, Laura? Different beliefs. Okay. All right. And that's actually that's you know that's that's a really good point because the Jews, you know. Even from, listen up, the Jews, even from the instructions and the guidelines, the laws that are given, they added on so many other laws and rules and regulation. And, and many times they made it seem like as if it was scripture. And it wasn't. But it was just things that they added to it because they thought that the more they fulfill these laws and rules and regulations, the closer they were 
to God. And, uh, and that wasn't the case. And so they would, so if you weren't living up to certain standards or certain beliefs, uh, uh, you would then, you know, like ostracized or set aside. All right. Um, verse 17, uh, I'm going to read, and then we'll go right into verse 18. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Okay, in verse 18, now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done. Can we go back to verse 17 for just a sec? So, good news. What's this good news? When you had a good news, what do you think of the gospel, right? The gospel of who? Jesus, right? All right. So, he brought... The gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of peace to the Gentiles who were far away. And why were the Gentiles far away? Why would they be described? Why would we be described as being far away? Because what? Okay, that's in one part, right? But but why would why would the Gentiles be described as why would we as be described as being far away, and the Jews being described as being there? He chose the Jews. Okay. 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 You know what? That's actually, that's actually a, you know, a, a profound thought because he chose the Jews. The Jews definitely should have been near to him because they would have, they would have known from, uh, uh, from the scripture that they had, from the instruction that was given to them by the prophets of how to live a life whereas it can, a life that, that will actually draw them close to God, right? And of course, the Gentiles, who you know, he, heathens, pagans, uh, wanted nothing to do with God. Okay, and so it's uh, it's even not so much a a geographical or, or physical thing. It's more of a uh, a spiritual uh, description there. And I like how a certain commentary puts it. Um, it. Says to you Gentiles who lack so much in relation to God, and to the Jews who lack very little in relationship. Um, to God. And now the cool thing with verse 18, and then we'll wrap up here. The cool thing is you actually get to see the working of the triune God. Now, the Bible has enough Trinity in it. It has enough triune God in it, right? Uh, but particularly in the New Testament, there's a lot of scripture that describes the working of the Trinity. All right, and but the cool thing you see is that now, now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because what Christ has done. And just to give you another, just in case, sir, if someone's be like, okay, you guys say you believe in the Trinity, what's the Trinity? You like, well, um, I think you are. And everybody, well, where where does it teach? And you be like, well, you know, it doesn't say Trinity in the Bible. But here's a cool little one that I think most of us know. And and sorry, this is like a side note type thing, but just so that, you know, uh, you can be able to, uh, if you come across, not even necessarily having to defend, but say you come across like a new believer and they have questions and they're like, you know, I've been hearing about the Trinity and stuff like that, but never seen a word in the Bible. There's a, I mean, there's lots of examples. I'm just going to give you one. And Matthew 3, because this is one that I think we're very familiar with. Matthew 3, 16 through 17. This is, uh, you know, when Jesus is getting, there's John the Baptist Right, and Jesus is getting baptized. I was trying to, you know, I was trying to do the motion, but I didn't want to hurt myself. All right, so it says here, Matthew, Matthew chapter three, 
verse 67 says, After this baptism, Jesus, right, the Son of God, uh, came up out of the water. The heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, descending like a dove and setting on him, right? So now we see we have Jesus, the Son of God, we have the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, descending on him like a dove, settling on settling on him. And verse 17, And a voice from heaven said, right, so, so far we, what, there's one, two, right? Uh, and, and this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. All right. So that quick little reference there, Matthew 3, 16 to 17, um, that gives a, a little teaching on the fact that the God we serve, uh, you know, the Trinity, the three and one, the triune God. And you can research more on your own. But just a little side note there. OK, so what's incredible is that the triune God has planned for our salvation. That we would be brought together, unified as one body, right? Because of what Christ accomplished on the cross to bring about peace. And so my challenge to us is that we would live in peace um, as Christ made it possible for us to have peace. Broke down barriers uh, that separated us uh, from the Jews. Reconciled us to God. And so that we not only have a relationship with those who were chosen of God before, uh, but we now can experience what it is to be chosen of God, right? Uh, him reaching out to us with the gift of salvation and the fact that we need to live in harmony. And although in this context here, you know, in Church of Ephesus, you know, it was definitely referring to the Gentiles uh, uh, and the Jews, and the context for us today is that, you know, there's different people. There's different personalities, different walks of life. And, and if, you know, and if you're a believer, you're all in one family. And you should function that way. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't be so cliquish in the sense where you're separating yourself from, from someone else because they look different or they speak different um, or whatever it is. So we, we have to be unified. Christ made it possible through his body on the death of the cross. And so, let's live as such. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you again uh, for your your great uh, work. Uh, and, it, and it's really cool to see how uh, you, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son work together uh, for our reconciliation and for uh, a greater peace uh, to be established uh, uh, amongst your people. And so we thank you, Lord, for that. May we live in peace with one another uh, so that the world that does not know you will see harmony within your incredible body, uh, which is the church. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.